We're continuing with the halachas regarding the person that damages possessions, property, or wealth of his friend. Siv Dal is going to zero into the din of a moiser, a person, an informer, that gives over yidin to the authorities. It's important to note that according to that the Alter Rebbe rules, that this is in regard to a private need. But if that, that's the Isra to inform and, and the like. But if it's a person that is a, a forceful person, a person that hits, he's a public hazard. In that case, not, if there's no other way to save yourself from him, then not only it's it's allowed, it's a mitzvah for every person to try to be first and to get him behind bars. So he stops what he's doing. Also, one is not allowed to inform and give over a yid in the hand of the, the secular court system or the or, or Gentiles. Whether this is in regard to locking him up, whether it's about his his possession, his money. adds even if it's light money. You're not allowed to do it in action. Not with speech. The house and all of one is not allowed to um, inform or the or tell the authorities where his things are hidden. Anyone that does inform in the doesn't have a place in the world to come. Even someone that's wicked and has a whole bunch of sins, also the master, one is not allowed to inform on him, like Gufoy, not in regard to his body, not in his, his possessions, his money, his wealth, but, or what, what belongs to him. Even if you personally, he keeps on uh, hurting you or uh, or or uh, making angry, threatening. If your friend is is uh, informing on you, and the only way for you to get around that is by telling the truth to the authorities. And with going through the authority or the legal system, in that case, motor. That's my yid is not allowed to give over to a guy. Unless, like the Alta Rebbe described, that he's a public hazard. In that case, it's a different story, and this can can apply not only to uh, hazard because of, uh, because of a physical damage that a person or hits other people, but also emotional, like like we know. Halacha, hey, also the kind of stuff stayed near Shalchabed. One is not allowed to go into a plowed field of his friend. Why is he not allowed to walk through that field? He's stepping on the freshly overturned ground, and he's ruining, so to speak, the investment that they did in the ground. They turned it over to soften it up to be able to take in rain and the seeds, etc. And he's I'm compacting it again. One's not to stand near the field of his friend. To stop and gaze at it when it's standing, when it's fully grown and it's ready to be harvested. Why? He's going to buy another his evil, he shouldn't cause an evil eye to, to hurt his friend. How much more so directly on his friend, not in his property, to sit and look at his friend in a certain, in, a, in an evil way, which in which we're afraid he could be if a yid has an improper jealousy and it could it could cause negative to his Even in his dealings, in his business, of generally there's no of an evil eye. She has again about in horror because they're just because they're going about their life. If the the if he's doing it in a private place, which is he's just going about life, but he's doing it in a private place or in his own property. Also, there's a limit I want to sit and watch somebody that he's doing something that he he didn't. Set, make his statement that he's, he's comfortable to being public. Maybe he doesn't want other people to know where he's at and where he's at in life and what he's doing, what he's busy with. But, and therefore, don't look in the gaze into this person's private property. It's a, the, the, the uh, proper manners. When he sees his friend dealing with his parnasa or whatever, his hard work, his labor, you should bench me and should be successful in all your doings. And the Al Taba adds, I feel Akum, also be 
see a goydum that you should say the same. Mishum dake shalom. There are ways of peace and, and promoting peace between between yid and goydum. The Yisrael shall isik melachas Israel yid of doing however something that's prohibited. I'll tell you also learn that you're not allowed to tell him to, to succeed because you're you're supporting the hands of of your rebbe. Halacha zayin. I feel lastes shaloi. Even to do something in your own property, that the outcome will be that it's going to harm someone else and it's in in their their property. Also, that's also prohibited. That means even if it's not direct. For example, and therefore, one is not allowed to place in his own courtyard, but close too close to the wall. Anything that is too warm and it will take out what will will I will bring. Um, Heat and vape, vapor, and this will cause damage to the wall. Like manure, like shmutz, unless he moves farther from the wall, three tvachim away, so that way it won't damage his friend's property or wall, even though it's a sheared wall, for example. One is not allowed to pour water close to the uh, 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 shearing wall that they're sharing with his friend. And therefore, if there is a, a pipe, that this it's t- gathering the water from the roof and pouring down. So we have to move this pipe away from his friend's wall, three tfachim, so it shouldn't damage. The Altaibba says, Yes, it's not it's not a consistent drip, let's say, from an air conditioner and the like. It's just when it rains, it's, it's not a it's not a consistent thing. So you don't need to. However, the person will be machmer like this water is and then anytime you have water dripping, you have a you have a um, is bringing down water from your roof or whatever, it's pouring water, you should keep it far away for a three, at least away from your friend's wall or property. You pour your, your potty with, uh, with urine over there near your friend's wall. Going to cause uh, an uncomfortable smell and the like. So one time urinate near your friend's wall. If it's out of stone, I shall eat, or it's out of wood. This fence, but without teeth, without uh, like hermetically uh, sealing it. Die. It's but if it's a if it's a full wall, then one tefach is enough. It's a very strong wall. It's one rock. Ain't it such like a can move away at all. Master, I feel all the they could urinate even on the wall directly. If it's a brick wall, it shall eat or it's a wooden wall, but it's covered with um, with a coating of lime or whatever it is. Because that could get ruined. Even Naljaba points out that if, even if it's a stone wall, this could ruin the the, the coating. Halacha Alpha Simon which is going to discuss the halachas of damaging or harming someone physically in his body. One is not allowed to hit his friend. If he does hit another yid, transgresses a prohibition. If the wicked person is befitting to receive lashes, he should hit him, smite him for 40 lashes. He shouldn't add any pen, lest he add that the goyim as the positive. So you see how much the Torah is careful not to give an extra lash to a person that I was was found in court guilty and is and deserving of lashes. Not to hit a rasha, not to hit him more than his his evil 
it requires then much more so not to hit someone that's righteous, which is a person that doesn't deserve lashes. Doesn't mean he has to be the biggest tzaddik. He doesn't deserve this stuff. It's not for you to decide whether he deserves lashes. Anyone that even raises a hand over his friend to hit him. Even if he didn't let his hand down to actually hit him, Nick or us at that point is already considered a wicked person. Shnamar, as Moshe Rabbeinu said to the in Mitzrayim, he said to Dasma Biram that he said to the wicked one, Why are you planning to hit your friend? Come to, he doesn't say, It doesn't say, Why did you hit? Rather, it's talking in the future tense. What do you see from him? That even if he didn't hit him yet, Nikrash is already considered a wicked person. Once you know that anyone that hits his friend is was was excommunicated by the earlier sages, there was a standing cherem, and the Sma explains that the that this cherem, you don't even need to be placed under this cherem. They put it as automatically the. Some Sefer says that if, if we would take this Chayram uh, seriously, um, we wouldn't be able to speak to anybody, but that's another story. The lights are full of minion, but this Chayram Kadmainim, and once that applies, lights are full of minion, they wouldn't have enjoyed a minion of Asara of Tanyin, for anything, until based, even though it wasn't placed on the Chayram, the Chayram automatically lands until it's actually uh, lifted by a Beisdin. Actually, Tirlo Beisdin is a Chayram, and when will they? Uh, annul this this excommunication when he accepted to listen to all their dinim or the halachas if you see a person hitting either you or a different you can't save yourself or your friend from the person that's hitting him unless you hit him in that case you're allowed to hit this year that's that's hitting the altar of our rads actually the hats about if you could you could save your friend or yourself with a small zat you shouldn't hit a lot extensively in a bigger zat halacha base a i feel the sharsa even your servant which is hired by you or, or works by you because if he's not listening to you also like christ is still you're not allowed to hit him the altar of the elder can have it kind of unless it's a gentile slave if when they when he hired this person for work, they made a deal that listen, the way it works by, by me is like this. If you don't do, I give us that. Then in that case, my it helps the fact that he gave his consent to begin with. Back to you to hit your younger children or even an orphan to guide them and educate them in the proper proper upright path it's Shazel to us and this is for their benefit you're not hurting them you're you're helping them but even for your own benefit it's motor they're not listening to you and you're allowed to be very careful not to throw shards of broken glass and the like the is in a place that they can hurt other people and they would bury thorns Three tfachim on the ground, so no one should, by mistake, even have the remote possibility of getting hurt on it. If your friend, your, your neighbor has a headache, heaven forbid, the the sound of the hammering is is going to harm him, is going to hurt him. He shouldn't even cross in his house groats, groats is all the types of oats or grits, which is corn or whatever. Um, Anything that, that your hammering sounds will reach your friend, your neighbor's uh, property. Is going to bother him. Uh, um, uh, it's good to point out that this is even 
even if you if you moved there before your friend moved there, you're there ten years before him, and you're doing it for ten years. But it's a nice There's many other concepts that are connected to uh, harming neighbors and or or people from the from the public domain, people using the the street. The going rule of thumb is you're not allowed to do anything, even if you're in your own property. How much more so if you're in the public domain where they also have rights to be there? Anything that could cause some sort of discomfort or damage to your your neighbor or those passing passes by in the outside in the Rosh Hashanah. Unless this became the going custom that everyone that wants is allowed to do, because in that case, if this is what everybody does, and anyone that wants can get up and do it. So that's as if they, they officially gave their their consent, and they're all fine with it, and they all were Michael, they waived their rights. So anyone should be able to, when, they, when it comes their time to need, or their children.